Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. And I'm Mikey. Hey, this is a little kind of sort of different, but not really. I was going to put this on the Patreon, but then I said, no, it's June. It's the beginning of Pride Month. Happy Pride, everyone. So we're going to talk about the first episode of the American Queer as Folk TV series from 2000. So the original, not the reboot, not that insanely like, I mean, not to interject, but. um... No, I didn't watch it. You can go. (laughs) I, not not to down not to down like uh home homosexuality and everything because obviously like any representation that's on tv is fucking amazing as long yeah. as it continues it's awesome but i feel like the reboot if they still wanted to do stories like this they could have at least called it something else and not- yeah why does it have to be queer as folk can it just be yeah. another story yeah like, I mean, they, they had Noah's Ark for the African-American homosexual, uh, homosexual community. Um, they could have just had this, uh, I don't know. I can't you even. could have just made it another name. Like, just name. make another show. Yeah, just make a whole the new show. Of us in our generation. I mean, this was amazing. I've never seen the European version. Oh, it's, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen like the first two or three episodes. But I mean, this was this was iconic, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, this was 1999. It was like still quasi AIDS epidemic, but like at the end. Yeah, I think at the end of like when it was more of a fearful, yeah, um, kind of uh, disease. Like I think it became more like controllable and normalized, like throughout the early 2000s. But in the 90s, it was still like be careful, be careful, you know, like there was still cautionary around it. Yeah. And I mean, as most, I mean, the meat of your podcast is 90s fashion. Mm -hmm. Or just 90s really in general. Yeah. Even though it started in 1999 and ended what, 2004? Like four, yeah, or four or five. Um, It's still the fashion is amazing. Like, I'm, and I'm not going to, like you said, off air, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But you should go see it, see it, because, you know, it's shameful if you haven't. Um, but It's just the it. first episode. You'll know if you want to keep watching. If you oh, like yeah. the first episode, then then keep yeah. watching. If you don't, then, okay, then maybe this isn't your show. And it literally had me hooked, like, the first episode. Um, even oh, completely. Episode. But, um, like, Emmett, the character of Emmett, he is, like, the flamboyantly, awesomely, fabulously wardrobed. I love his outfit. Best friend of Michael, who's like the main character, basically. Well, one of them. Yeah, kind uh, of. Yeah, they all are kind of. It's it's like the gay friends, you know. That's uh, what I've heard people like say that it, I actually hate friends. So I find that I like <laughs> I think this show's a little more like it's a drama. It's not like a sitcom. Oh. It's not like a twenty minute sitcom. It is funny though. I mean, there are parts that are funny, but it's more like dramatic. It's more mm-hmm. of like a, a serious show. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it, it'll make you cry, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you maybe snort poppers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't endorse. Uh, we're not like telling you to do it, but if you do whatever, do it responsibly. It's just um, a it's not like a drug drug. Yeah, but could is there still a risk involved? Like, can you? Yeah. 
Okay, there, is. there is right okay so there's a risk then like do at your own risk <laughs> your own yeah right um i have to say that this was a uk version that came out i think in 99 february of 99 so it was like a year before and that only had one season and then what they did was the second quote-unquote season was like two episodes to kind of wrap it up yeah. and i think that that's what's really cool about english shows a lot of times they're just one season and did you ever see the new one that came on uh, a few years ago called It's a Sin? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. But that was like six episodes and it's done. Like, Yeah, one of the creators of this show, Russell mm-hmm. Davies. Yeah. Yeah. He did that he, show, he yeah. Writer of uh, It's a Sin. Oh, that was so, so good. Like, I cried. Yeah. Like, I cried. It was so good and so emotional. And that takes place literally in the aids epidemic i think in the 80s in england i I forgot where in england you didn't shed a tear or feel feel some kind of emotion you're a monster oh yeah that show is like a tearjerker but it's amazing group of friends it's diverse which this is not a diverse show um which you that's like the that's like the negative about it but that shows where the culture was at at this time in like the late 90s this also was on showtime which nobody had Like it wasn't, this was a cable channel that was even more premium than HBO. So at this time, HBO had on like the Sopranos, which was their big draw. They had sex in the city was on and they had like Oz and they had like male centered shows and they had like very female centered shows. There were no kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. where like men and women were watching the same shows. It was kind of separate. So Showtime was always kind of like that really premium, like, I think they'd have like the sexy movies on, not like Cinemax. That was like actual softcore, but Showtime never had as many boundaries, even as HBO in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, I think, what sold them. And the UK version is more explicit than this. The first oh, episode. Oh. Yeah, you should watch the first episode. Charlie Hunnam of Sons of Anarchy fame and like tons of other shit. He plays the Justin character. Oh, and wow. the other people I don't know the other like there's the Michael and the Brian and the English one I don't I don't recognize them so I didn't look it up I, I, I wanted to I meant to but um is anyone actually really gay in the English one in the English one like uh, I don't know like, I think one of the the lesbians is actually <clears throat> in the UK one no, no, no in this version Oh, who? I thought they both were straight. I th- oh, are they- I don't know though. I'm not 100 percent sure. Look it up. I'll maybe talk about that in the second episode. Um, but I think um, the guy who plays Justin is gay. Yes, Justin yeah. is, and there's some other characters later on that you meet in like other seasons that are oh, yeah. in real life. Yeah, but I think that's it out of the principal cast. And that's it's basically good. Justin. I mean, they they did such a great job with this series. Um, and, uh, well, let's go, let's go back to like, what did you, what did you think when you first saw this? I'm trying to think of where I saw it. I vividly remember, okay. So 2000, I was in high school. I vividly remember, I think seeing it in like Susanna's attic. Oh, really? Yeah. Because for some reason I had, they had like showtime and it was weird that they had it and it was on like. Sometimes they would do like reruns and it was on, like, I think the first season was on, but it wasn't like the first episode. It was some episode within the first season. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then I just like got hooked into the story 
Like it wasn't really that it was like, I think I, I think it was really good that I watched it so young mm-hmm. and that I was around like, I don't know, so many different kinds of people that I never thought it was controversial. I was like, oh, okay. These characters are just gay and this is their story. You know, I wasn't like, whoa, this is crazy. Like this is super explicit. <laughs> like, cause I mean, it, yeah, it is explicit and actually gives you like, you know, sex scenes that you've never seen before, but there's a lot of story. It's not just like, we're running around like it's not like a euphoria where sometimes you're like okay what's going on here like we don't this doesn't need to happen in the story Mm -hmm. but you're doing it anyway it wasn't like that it was all very much had to do with the story so it also was just great writing like the characters were great everyone like the writing was so good everything so i just really i just liked it immediately i was like this show's so cool it's like an adult soap opera and they just all happen to be gay just happens to be in this pittsburgh town and you're just seeing like different also what's cool that it was different stages so you have you have justin who's like 17 so he's not out to anyone mm-hmm. really uh even i think i don't know well, we, we his best friend yeah, yeah i was gonna say his best friend yeah she knows but like that's it so you kind of see that he's like in the very beginning stages of like you know kind of exploring like what this community is and like what's going on and then you have all these like core group of friends that are all gay but in different points in their life you know and they're all like want different things and blah 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 and then you have later on you meet like some of the main people's parents and then like a brother who's gay who's older and there's another like kind of sector of that life and a lesbian couple so you kind of get like a whole you know nice variety of different Mm -hmm. stories and different people so it's pretty cool. No, it really, I mean, yeah, I it like it. It really reminded me of like coming out, but I didn't have those core friends, you know? I mean, it's kind of, um, I would have to say, I don't know what the word would be, but it would be really coincidental if you had like six gay friends. Yeah. Like that's quite a large group of all gay men in 19, in late 90s. I mean, like, that are all hanging out on TV, yeah, you know? Yeah straight friends i had you and then charles and zilla but you know you know what yeah I mean. but it's different when you're an adult yeah. and you have like this core group that's so obviously the tv show so they're they're <laughs> going to be that connected you know all the time but it's just like friends like friends doesn't exist either where you've got people like always in each other's apartments like <laughs> their whole lives you know like that's same with seinfeld like mm-hmm. you know things are just a little bit heightened for tv but when did you first see this you know, it was funny. I'm I'm trying to think. I don't think I saw it until a year, like maybe a year later. Oh, okay, into the second season, something like that. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, because I I never actually just saw it live, like when it was it was playing on Cinemax. Yeah, my okay. So my beginning was I saw the episode when it was on Showtime. Like it was a rerun. It might have even been in like the summer because it came out in December. It might have even been in like 2001 or something that I saw it because the premiere December 3rd, 2000 and the first and second episode um, aired together. So we're only talking about the first one, but they both aired on the same night because in the DVD, which is how I later only saw the show because I didn't have showtime, the first and second episode are together. Like there's a transition and it just goes from Brian driving the Jeep down the street and then the next scene is the next episode. It doesn't like break them in two, but on... Premium, like, it does kind of like what we were talking about earlier like it goes by so fast though. yeah so fast like it just it, it feels like it's only like 20 minutes yeah it's really cool so then after that after i think the first season what i did was i was buying them when they came out at best buy 
and I was looking up when they were released and I was buying each season because I was never watching it on TV and we didn't, obviously didn't have any social media. So there's no way for me to ruin it. So there's mm-hmm. no way for me to know what actually happened. So I would buy the the box sets and the box sets like back in the day, they were, these were over a hundred dollars. Yeah. They were like 120 bucks. And I was like, fuck, they're so expensive, but this is the only way I can watch a show. So I have every single season on DVD um and i have to say we'll get into it because this music section is severely lacking because the dvds have all of the amazing music that was included in the show so i have to say that if you have what is it showtime paramount whatever their parent like yeah packaging it with now if you have showtime on there and you like it and you really like the show and this is something that you really want to own i would say the dvds now i think are really cheap i don't think they're that high I would say invest in getting the DVDs and like watching it with the music because it really makes a difference. I I think. In oh the no. Story. But I just I I love this especially like this first episode because uh, again we had we used to have so many amazing clubs down here in DC and they kind of were very reminiscent of the very first scene of of the this episode. It's like were they had- ever that big? Um, I mean, Nation was. Yeah. Well, not maybe not on this scale, but it was big-ish, you know. And then, um, um, uh, what's the other one that was used to be on the corner? Um, of what Nation? Not Nation. It was the other one. Um, with the drag show. Fuck. Um, I don't know. Is it in the same area? Yeah. Zigfield? Maybe Zigfield. Or is that the strip club? That's it. Well, the strip club was on top. The drag show was on the bottom. Oh, okay. I know there's a Zigfield. I never went over there, but I'm, I know yeah, that. I mean, like, I mean, a, a lot of these clubs that we used, ha- we used to have, like, had the go-go dancers. They had the drag shows. They had the, you know, I mean, like, actual space to move around. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah. Tight little hole, hole in the ground that we have now. <laughs> Um, uh, that's so funny you said tight little hole (laughs) that's what he said (laughs) that's what he said happy pride everyone (laughs) welcome welcome to the podcast yeah oh yeah and leave us a five-star review (laughs) tell your your friends um, tell your friends pride is actually this weekend here in dc oh is it this upcoming weekend yeah oh okay virginia's had theirs last weekend um, I think Baltimore's has the weekend after. And New York. When does New York have them? They always have like a big hubbub. They always have them after, I think like July. Oh, like at the end? Like I after everyone else has had them? Yeah. Oh, wow. If you're from New York and you're listening, please like. They're probably like, no. <laughs> it's this day. <laughs> or they already had it. No, they didn't already have it. Probably date so we can uh, talk about it on the next podcast. I know Andy Cohen usually is at those things, so I probably would have seen it on Twitter if I'm it was sorry, if it had Andy already. Cohen is, is kind of hot to me. Oh god! I mean, I'm sorry. No, sorry. I just I, I know would, if I had the opportunity, I'd just do it once. <laughs> I mean, I would let you if I got some ticket to some Bravo show or something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if I got a ticket to BravoCon in in Vegas this year. I would be like, you can. Please don't reject. <laughs> I don't reject that. As if I I played this on our last one, and people are gonna be like, "God damn it!" They're gonna end up turning into like a reality TV podcast. But I'm sorry that everything in the world is literally. I mean, if you don't 
if you're not watching Vanderpump Rules and you haven't don't have anyone in your life that's gotten you into it, I'm really sorry because it's it's so great. It's such a fucking I mean, great show. I'm 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 a snail at watching things, as you know. So I'm still like on maybe episode nine of episode. I mean, uh, season one of yeah, episode nine of season one. So. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, it's the first like few seasons are kind of bad shit. The first like three seasons are like pretty insane. I, I mean, there is you know this voice in the back of my head like, why the hell are you watching this? But you know, hey, what else are you gonna do? You I know, do Succession's gone. I do it because I care. Yeah, right. And we're almost done this this week. This is gonna go up tomorrow, so this is gonna be like actually a current episode. But it's the last reunion is this Wednesday, so we're mm-hmm. we're almost done. We're out of the woods for like a while, and we won't have anything on. But guess what else started? Man, I need to put my little my little uh, sound bite. Love Island started today, baby. So good. I- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I understand. I will play it for you. Well, that's great. I reject it. <laughs> so, there you go. That's your reject button you get to use for Love Island. I it just started today. I'm very excited, and only after one episode, it looks like it's about to be some mess. So I'm hoping Wait, there's I'm some mess. That is not my reject button. If you have, if you're the only one in control of it. I mean, that's you're gonna be your reject button. <laughs> I need to make a little Love Island. The doom 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 doom. I need to do like the little theme song. I did a poll on the Instagram for the pod saying like it's Love Island season. Are you watching? Uh, yes or no and i think instead of no i said no but should i be (laughs) question mark yes you should so far i mean it's only the first day so i'll let you know at the end of the week if it's still worth watching so it should still be good but um the only other note that i have for first impressions was um oh the uk version is free on amazon prime right now so if you yeah if you do want to watch those they're there but then like i said paramount has showtime now and that's where you can watch them it used to be on netflix for five years and it just was taken off i believe in 2019 i know it sucks otherwise i was gonna say oh you can watch it there but um yeah and then okay so this was on showtime and then the actual first show that was revolving around a group of gay friends on hbo was in 2014 and it was called looking another, another great show i have to say um it's a really good representation of the landscape in 2014. It's diverse, which is great, which the show is not. But of course, you know, things change as, you know, we get oh. older and as things move along. So that's actually a great show worth checking out. That has two seasons and a movie. Um, Murray Bartlett from uh, White Lotus is on that show, is on um, oh, yeah. um, Looking. And so is Jonathan Groff. I never saw the movie. Oh, it was good. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was. A re- I was really bummed that it got canceled. Cause it got canceled like I think after season two. But I, I mean, I really liked that show. I thought it was cool. I feel really- like everything. I mean, side note, but like I feel like everything we like eventually gets just <laughs> torn down, or you know, no, it seems like it, right? Yeah, it's really, really strange. It all has to do with ratings, unfortunately, and a lot of shows end up getting steam when they're not on mm-hmm. like, and they're, and then you always see, sometimes you see people like, how come you never talked about the show when we were on, <laughs> like we were on, you all should have been like tweeting about it and telling all your friends to watch it. And, you know, podcast talking about the show, obviously of course folk was around right now, 
we, people will be doing podcasts on it because it was really groundbreaking. I mean, this was, yeah, like this was like nothing that was on TV and probably nothing even still, which is really nuts that there hasn't been another multiple shows since that just revolve around gay characters, like more than just like a handful. I mean, there. there was the L word after this, but it was more on the lesbian side, I guess. I never watched the L word, but it's all women, right? Like, is there a male cast at all? it's been forever i forget yeah i'm not sure then they had the real l word which i think was like a reality kind of thing oh well they've had like remember that reality show called the a-list i used to watch that it was on logo i I never saw it it was like a real housewives but for like a group of gay men and like one of the guys used to date lance bass and he was dating this like younger like boy toy kind of guy and then you have like but it was like a really like bitchy early version of like reality tv like it had no structure and it was just kind of like all over the place i liked it (laughs) i thought it was like cunty and fun um but yeah they i think that had like a season or two but that was on logo when they were like trying out the reality game for a while but yeah when logo was cool (laughs) yeah before it well when it only had drag race and like some other shows it didn't really have that many big shows and then it got i think it got sold Mm -hmm. to like one of the like, bigger companies basically <laughs> yeah like what is it now it just plays like reruns of tv oh. shows and stuff exactly. yeah which is cool but like where's their programming right <laughs> you know like where's their original programming yeah no. um cool all right so let's move on to behind the scenes what did you dig up did you dig up anything now we're trying to keep this as i mentioned earlier in my felicity pilot patreon episode join the patreon if you want to hear that Mm-hmm. we i'm trying to we're trying to keep this on episode one and try not to spoil it like we won't give you any hints on what the characters end up getting up to later on in case you've never seen the show and you're just gonna watch the pilot to see if you like it mm-hmm. um so yeah so for behind the scenes uh just don't give away anything about like the finale or anything like that oh yeah no yeah but i don't think you will the only thing i will say about the first episode is mm-hmm. Um, the first episode of Queer as Folk contained the first simulated sex scene between two men shown on American television. Oh, wow. I mean, we just go right in. I mean, it's episode... Literally, three. no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... it's If you look at it from the current climate we're in now as a society, mm-hmm. yes, you could easily get offended and creeped out because, you know, I mean... The character Brian is older than Justin. Twenty nine, right? I think he's thirty something. No, he's twenty nine. No, 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 there's no, a, no, because the there's that episode where he's like, "Oh my god, I'm turning 30. Right, so he's twenty nine, and Justin is seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's not really ruining anything, but um, no, no. So you know, you could call it like, "Oh my god, it's a creepy level." There's no consent. Okay, blah blah blah. Current climate verse 1999. Get over it. Um, yeah, but you know, so it's uh, still questionable. But it's riding the line. I think he becomes 18 like kind of soon. Yeah, before in the, the story. Uh huh. Um, yeah, so it kind of like gets you know. But um, but regardless, I mean, just to have that be represented again, like I, like I said before, like is is fantastic and and just. You know, yes, they got all this criticism and everything, but they just went for it and didn't look back. So awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
My second note is that executive producers uh, Ron Cohen and Daniel Lippman said they encountered an extreme amount of homophobia from other Hollywood industry professionals during the pre-production and casting process for this television series. Wow. Um, which, I mean, it sounds like, I mean... Uh, Why? Because I mean, everyone's going to say something about something, you know? Because if you think about Broken Hearts Club, that's so tame. Yeah. Like, that's so sanitized yeah. Hollywood, you know? Like, it's funny, it's cute, but it's like, we don't want to actually see what you're really doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, fade to black and then wake up in the morning. You know, like, we don't see anything. Right. Um, my next note is Peter Page, the actor who plays Emmett, who I mentioned earlier, auditioned for the role of Ted, the older, nerdy really? guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. And after he, after he auditioned, he politely asked to read for the role of Emmett. The casting directors were so stunned by his performance that they they asked him which role he would rather play, and he said Emmett. Oh, wow. He's uh, an Emmett. I mean, how is he ever Ted? I mean, that's just so insane. Because Ted, I mean, it's not ruining it, but like Ted, one of the act, uh, one of the characters, he's very like computer nerdy, accountant, accountant. accountant. Yeah, but he's he's gay and tries to also fit in. And actually, all the characters, they have their different level of gaydom, if you will, and they're Mm -hmm. all trying to fit in into the same bubble. Except for Emmett. Except for Emmett. Yeah, he's the one that doesn't care if people know he's gay or not. Um, the producers decided to pursue the project after reading an article in the Los Angeles Times that critically praised the UK version and said that any American American attempt at a show of this nature would be a complete disaster. I have to say, usually US shows that are done from American versions are subpar, but this one's a little different because it actually carries on into five seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one was actually one I think that lived up to the original. Like, it was great. I thought the show was great from beginning to end. Oh, for sure. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I've got three more. Um, uh, where is it? Okay. Many talent agents and personal managers in Los Angeles refused to submit their clients to be considered for acting uh, acting work on the show, allegedly due to the homosexual content involved. What? Yeah. God, back in the 90s, man. Yeah. That's uh, what's wild is people think that, you know how sometimes you'll see like different movies and you're like, wow, we can never do that that now or like we could do that in the 90s but we couldn't do it now there are still mm-hmm. some things in the 90s that you're just like wow they couldn't have gay characters like i think even in dawson's creek i think jack oh my God, when he right. kisses that guy that was the first time that two men had kissed on network television yeah. like and at night that's, that's crazy weird. yeah they got and now up. it's not a big deal yeah no they're like oh, okay whatever um uh sorry brain fart um the show is set in pittsburgh pennsylvania but it was actually filmed in toronto ontario canada (laughs) that's cool which a lot of you know as we know most shows and movies do not always um film in where they're supposed to be set (laughs) no especially the budget i think you can get more money um like out of canada Mm -hmm. it's cheaper to film there and then my last note, which I really want, because you know how, like, if if you're listening to to uh, the podcast, um, you know that we always say, like, oh, we want the Zack Snyder cut of... <laughs> yeah, the unedited director's yeah. cut. 
So at one point, Joel Schumacher, who has directed, who directed Batman and Robin in Batman Forever, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Dangerous Minds, he was attached to direct the pilot. Of this really? Episode. Yeah. So oh, I wanted wow. to But he did never did it. But he never did it. Oh, damn. That would have been cool. He would have made, uh, because one of Batman's clubs in Batman Forever looked like Babylon. It It was like super camp with all that neon around. Yeah. (laughs) Super camp. I mean, those Batmans were ultra camp. I mean, like ultra. 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 I mean, they had nipples. (laughs) Yeah, the (laughs) bat suit. (laughs) Nipples. Um, So funny. But those are my production notes. What are yours? Cool. All right. So IMDb gives us an 8.5 out of 10. And I hate to be one of those people that tells you, you have to watch the show, but like you kind of have to watch the show. It's, I really enjoy it. I know there's some people who don't, I get that it's, it's uh, I think there also was backlash within the gay community that this was very like stereotypical and actually gave a negative stereotype because it's very sex focused. And that's what a lot of people were kind of prejudging gay men, especially on in the late nineties. Like it was just like, all they do is have sex and do drugs and go to clubs. And that's kind of what the show starts as like the show kind of starts as like, look at us in this club and like hot guys dancing, oiled up, blah, blah, blah. But then obviously like it goes, it gets deeper into the storylines, you know, like, or Oh, sorry. Um, they they even made um, Melanie the one of the partners of the the lesbian couple. Um, they made her the stereotypical angry lesbian. Yeah, and like the masculine looking lesbian versus like the feminine one. Like there were definite stereotypes that that were you know used in this kind of story. Oh, yeah. But you know, I guess what else could they do in the nineties? I mean, I guess this is how they had to like enter this conversation. So, I mean, I guess it's, it's really hard to judge something from that long ago with the lens of today. Just, it's just impossible to do. So this is very much, I like to think of shows that came out in the nineties, since that's basically what we talk about is like kind of time capsules to not try to evaluate them by today's standards, because back then this was incredibly groundbreaking, you know? So this was still seen as like an issue, just even what they did. And we're just like, finding issues of today with it so now it's way more normal you have like i'm and you know you have like lots of different characters that are just naturally interwoven in stories that i think is probably the difference now why there wasn't a show that was like this where it's like segregated because now it's more like friend groups will have like one or two gay friends within this group of of like fluid friends and then there's straight friends so there isn't like we don't need to have a show where like all gay people hang out and like that's all they do they don't this this show also does kind of like (laughs) i mean in a funny way but i think it like disparages straight people they mm. kind of like always make these cracks about like breeders like they think they're so fucking smart it's funny but nowadays, I think it wouldn't be like that. It would be like, well, you're like this and I'm like this. And so what? We hang out. But right. back then it was like, no, we don't hang out with straight people. Like even, you know, Justin's friend Daphne is like his buddy, but like only to a certain point because she yeah, can't right. understand. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm over here. She kind of does get left behind at some point. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. And then you're like, but it kind of looks like, well, because she's not in this community, like she has nothing in common with him, which is not the case. 
but I guess for that, for the story to go on the way it does, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but, but that's probably what the difference is now. It would be like, why does the show have to be only gay people? Like gay people don't only hang out with other gay people. Just like, you know, you could use that in different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they wouldn't make it. Even when they did it this time in 2022, like, did they have people like co-mingling or was the whole group all gay or queer or like non-binary? Yeah. That it was all like in the same community. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. And did they have like Brian, like, do they have the names of the characters from this one? They were, they were different. They were different names, but oh, okay. very similar personalities if that makes sense well there was a brian quote unquote there was a brian character there was a justin character who was was he i forget was he trans no um was he young he was young though yeah like high school young they couldn't do that no he was yeah they were they were well actually they were pretty much all in high school oh so they were just younger in general Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And Kim wasn't Kim Cattrall in it? Was she like Debbie? Was she no. like the mom? Um, no. Uh, what's her face? The uh, the girl from Yellow, uh, the woman from Yellow Jacket. Oh, Juliette Lewis. Wasn't she in it too? She, she plays Justin's mother, if you will. Really? I can't believe it was bad. Yeah, it, was, and it has like it those people. It was just, and maybe again, maybe it's just because I feel like I'm holding on to the oh why. They could have just called it something else. So maybe I'm yeah, and you're comparing the, it. Maybe I'm holding the grudge, but it just wasn't. You know, just wasn't. yeah. They could have called it something different, and it would have been fine. I think they had hyped themselves up to what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Rotten Tomatoes overall, I couldn't find an overall critic score, but the audience score overall for the show is ninety six percent. Uh, season one, the critics give this 71% and the audience gives it 95. So this is like a pretty well-revered show. I don't see it talked about. So I'm actually kind of excited to see if people have seen it when Mm -hmm. I put this episode out because yeah, it just seems like one of those shows that like a core group of people, my uh, old college roommate, Chrissy, like I, I got her into it. Cause when I moved to college and in my dorm, I had the box set and I, and I remember when like the second season came out while I was at school and I was like, Oh, can you drive me to the Best Buy? I got to go buy season two. And then she's like, yeah. So we watched it and then she got really into it and she ended up watching the show too. Um, and that brings me to one of my other points was that when this was airing or when this first aired, it would quickly became Showtime's like number one show. It did super, super well. And it was basically only marketed towards gay men. But then they realized that an entire new demographic was into this, which was straight women. So they ended up becoming like another sector that they didn't even promote to, but that ended up watching the show. Like most girls I know, like we all love the show. Like we were like so into it. Like there were a few other girlfriends in my like college like floor and when i had it they'd be like oh my god you have the new chorus folk like yes let's watch it we want to know what happens with brian and justin and all this like so it was like a it was a soap opera i mean it wasn't it was a show that a lot of people could enjoy i don't think it was something that was just only it's really cool that it was geared to like only gay men because they figured you guys are going to want to watch yourselves represented on tv but didn't anticipate that there'd be another market of like women who would watch it and be interested in it yeah so i thought that was really cool no, and no. then my yeah right it's super cool 
Um, my other note is that the actors' real sexual orientations were not revealed during the first season of the show because they didn't want it to get in the way of like, is this person really gay? How are they doing these scenes? And like having that be the topic of interviews. So Scott Lowell, who plays Ted, and Gail Harold, who plays Brian, they refused to address it like when the seasons were airing. Yeah, because they were like, that doesn't have anything to do with it. And I think most people were really shocked to find out later on, like way later on, that Brian was straight. Or Gail Harold was is straight, the actor. Oh yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was incredible. Like, now, what do you think about? Do you have a problem with straight actors playing gay parts? I know some people no, are of two really, minds on it. I really don't, and I know that there's quite a lot of the po- of our population that are like, if they're supposed to be gay, why don't you get like gay actors and mm-hmm. vice versa? It's if they're willing to do it, why not? Yeah. I mean, at least they're giving you the representation. Mm-hmm. They're not saying no. Yeah. And, and 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 that's my opinion, you know? I mean, I used to think the same thing. Like, yeah, I mean, there is a slew of other unknown actors you could get. So what? You can't get Tom Cruise to be gay because you're bet- you're betting on Tom Cruise money for that film, right? Mhm. Um as we've talked about before with like they're betting on all these high actors there's a slew of other people in this universe yeah okay i get that i get all that but again at least they're not saying no to at least doing the representation Mm -hmm. so that's my thing that's how i feel about like uh mysterious skin you know like joseph gordon levitt isn't mm-hmm. gay but he played that role you know he didn't say i'm not gonna do this because yeah. i don't want to play this or anything like that like i, I mean yeah it, i don't think it matters it's the performance that matters i mean and exactly and i mean obviously we know that there has been actors and actresses that are very blatant open and honest going no we don't want to do that okay cool Move yeah on. Move yeah on. you don't have to you don't have to yeah pretty much but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think they did a great job. They also weren't very known. Hal Sparks, who plays Michael, was like one of the hosts of Talk Soup. I like, love on E way back in the day. <laughs> it was really oh, funny. Such a funny comedian. <clears throat> yeah, he's really funny. And, and when he grew out his hair and looked all punk and everything. <laughs> I know. And then they had a reunion, I think, like four years ago. Uh, 2015. Oh, okay. So later than that, yeah. Or like earlier than that. Yeah, but they had a reunion. It's on YouTube. You can see them like all talk about the show and stuff and like what they think about the show. I love love, and she's not in the first episode, but Michael's mother who's Debbie. Who's yeah, Debbie, who's played by Sharon Gless, and I I don't know what the age range is gonna be listening to this, but if you remember the show Cagney and Lacey from nineteen (laughs) eighty no (laughs) um but she's been in a slew of a lot of things her career is like amazing um a few years ago they made a exorcist tv show oh she in that and she played um the she played obviously an older version of the mother from the exorcist and uh reagan the daughter in in the exorcist movie who who was taken over by the demon um in the TV show is played by Gina Davis. Oh, wow. It was so good. So That's creepy. So funny. Yeah. I have yeah. to say, if you could, 
if you could this i just came up with this idea so maybe this will be something to ponder for the end but if you could recast the show now uh-uh. like with actors of today i wouldn't <laughs> well let's say you had to or there were some people like just for now it, it popped into my head that jennifer coolidge should be debbie jennifer coolidge should be debbie yeah like she has to be debbie somewhere hands down, hands down. and like we'd have ryan murphy direct the pilot it'd be like some shit like that we're trying to make it a little bit of horror huh <laughs> i mean no no we don't have to because pose isn't horror true yeah he doesn't only do horror mary <laughs> cherry is going to be in it i'm sorry mary cherry is going to be a drag queen personality I totally have the actress who played candy in pose be one oh of, yeah be one of the trans like make a transgender couple yeah yeah that would be cool um that has a kid you know what i mean we could do it we um, could totally recast it i don't know who candy's partner would be I'm just going to mm. call it Candy because I don't know the actress's name. But, um, I feel like, like you could have, do some cool shit. Uh, I don't know. I'd make Matt Bomer Ted. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I, could, I could make him Ted. I could who would you cast Ted. as Brian? Like, who has uh, that swag that you that would, like, would it be an unknown? Or would you get, like, a... If, if, if it was a heavy hitter... Yeah, um, who would be your like well-known star? Who you're like, holy Chris shit! Hemsworth. <laughs> who? I would say Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. You think he has that swag? I think I think he could if he worked on it. He could. Yeah, he may be able to. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I've never thought about him that much. I don't know who I would cast as like Justin. That's hard. Yeah, who would be Justin? You know who'd be a good Justin? Like season one Tate from American Horror Story. Uh, there we but go. he'd have to be like young, like baby Tate. You know, it can't oh, be like yeah. Dahmer. If we're, if we're doing it by nowadays, I mean. Yeah, I mean, well, nowadays he's older, so it'd have to be someone But I mean, like, I don't even know any of the young actors because. All I know is like Chalamet. Just put Chalamet in there. Yeah, no. <laughs> he'd probably do it. I don't, I don't know any other younger ones yet. Or like Austin Butler. But he's yeah. too big. He's like huge. He's like really tall, which would make him probably look older. He could be the Brian character. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. He does that weird Elvis voice now. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know who we would have as Brian. You said Hemsworth, but I don't know if he quite has the swag for that. Mm. I mean, he might. I mean, maybe he'll surprise, he'll surprise us. It would, I mean, God... Heath Ledger would be amazing if he was still around. He like totally, he totally has that energy. Even when he was in Brokeback Mountain, he just like totally has that like swaggy energy about him. He would be really good. But yeah, enough of, enough of behind the scenes. Let's get into the fashion. I don't even really have that. I just have a few lines. Julie Whitfield was the fashion or costume designer. I mean, I, I, I love Justin's look because I mean, literally that's what I wore. Um, you are also for people out there who don't know michael uh or mikey uh co-host mikey is michael in the show like yeah. you all you always were yeah. into comics yeah you like remind me of him the graphic tees that he wears <laughs> like everything like you basically are like that that's basically like a lot of you i just i just didn't own a comic book store <laughs> hey you know you still could it's true yeah you don't know it's very true. I just don't know enough about comics as any as more as much as I used to. Well, um, you never know. 
and and marry a hot doctor. <laughs> no, he doesn't marry him. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But spoiler, no spoilers. Oh, yep, yes. You'll have to keep watching to find out what happens. <laughs> um, what's your what are your what are your fashion notes that you have out? Not much. I mean, I didn't even write them down. But um, I I like uh, I love I I love Emmett's look. Oh, I know. I wrote his down the very first time. He's wearing those like orange pants. Um, what are they? Pleather? Vinyl. Vinyl. And mm-hmm. that like pink vinyl. Is it a vinyl shirt too? It looks like a, I wrote pink me- like sheer mesh or something. It's- it's, I mean, he's the most, just based on the one episode, he's the most iconic, fashionable one there. Oh, yeah. He's the most, like, flamboyant, for sure. I, mean, I love all the go-go dancers, like, outfits. They're amazing. You know what I love the most? And this is probably, like, so, this is, like, super fangirl of me. So, in every episode, they're in Babylon, which is the dance club that they kind of always congregate at, like, even during the week, whatever. So, every yeah. performance that they have, they have a really good song, which, as I told you before, get the DVDs because it actually has the real song in it. But they have a song, and then they have different dancers, but they're different themes for every episode of like every night that they're dancing and they have the coolest themes. Like they have one where all of them are dressed like cops and they have one where there's like, they each have showers, like their own shower booths. And there's like actual water in these like cubes. And they're like, they're actually naked, like showering in this thing. They have one where they have those big, like those big balls that are like, they expand they're like yeah. placid they expand and they get bigger and you can like put them over people's heads and like push them closer and like close the circle in mm-hmm. they just have the really like the coolest direction they had like a tribal one one time oh, where yeah. they or someone was on the stage doing this like tribal dance it's really cool they have a cowboy one where all the guys have like the chaps and like mm-hmm. guns and the holsters like it's just i love all of the production whoever decides what the theme of the club night is going to be like because it's always different that's really cool angels you know like stuff like that even with the club even with the big clubs that we used to have they didn't even go to that no yeah that's like really intense yeah unless it was like one night but it wasn't like every night was a different theme it wasn't a constant no no that's what i like about it okay sorry go on that would have been amazing yeah that would have been so cool but i mean even even as you're saying babylon like um that should be a fashion note on itself because Babylon is just, it was just fucking amazing all the time. So cool, yeah. It was huge. It's humongous. It was like, in, the so back, in, that, in that, that awful dirty back room. <laughs> Did you ever, the thing is, a lot of the clubs here in the 90s, they were rare that there were big gay clubs every night. They would have gay nights, but they yes. wouldn't be like a club that was always all men. And this is also really interesting too because I went to a few of the gay clubs with you. But yeah. they were usually kind of sort of mixed. You'd see a few women in there. In yeah. Babylon, it was all men. You rarely saw a woman in there. If you did, it was like one of the characters. And they were like like uh, Daphne, like Justin's friend was in there one time. But most of the time you don't see like just random women like hanging out. It's like an all men space. Um, and, and there in Babylon, they had an actual like sex back room. Like a here, back room. Here yeah, don't. did you guys have those there? Or mm-hmm. in clubs here? No, we we just had like dedicated spaces to just sex, like other building, other other buildings. You know. Oh yeah, like, like not within that club. Not, like you'd have to leave that club. Yeah, not within not within the club. The only like back room, if you will, like we had was like a video room where we just show like music videos. Oh. So it wasn't like anything 
raunchy or like that one was just like an open hallway and like a literal room yeah <laughs> where everyone's in there like a bath yeah like a bathhouse kind of uh-huh. oh yeah <laughs> so funny and then there's that one guy that's like that constant inside joke where he this guy's just like just getting fucked against the wall almost every time and they're like hey todd and he's like how's it going <laughs> You see him like in every like maybe third episode. Like someone will walk back and they'll be like, "Hey Todd, how's it going?" And he's like, "Fine." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Fine." How long is this gonna take? I don't know. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> and then he like goes outside. He's like, he's like, really? This is crazy. We have to wait for him. And he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. I was like, God, it's so funny. Um, yeah, any you have any other fashion notes? <clears throat> no, really. Oh, really? Okay, well, mine were kind of the same. Uh, Emmett looking cool. Um, I do like at the end where, not the end, but like the next scene where they're at his apartment, at Emmett and Mike's apartment, and he has like the Queen's College shirt on. Oh, yeah, yeah, When he comes out and he's like, don't mind me, just can't sleep without my milk and Oreos. (laughs) And he has like this massive oversized Queen's College shirt on, which is an actual college in Queens, Mm -hmm. which is what I find, what I find really funny. Um, Yeah, I like Mike. Uh, Michael always wears like ringer tees. Yeah. Like they're like little boy kind of shirts, like because he was in the comics and stuff. Brian has like the black jeans and like that to exist thong that he has on, which like blatantly shows the at like the label. So I'm wondering if they pair. were, did you have that pair? I used to have that pair, yeah. <laughs> so they, I wonder if they were a sponsor because it showed to exist on it. Like it wasn't like blurred out. So I wonder if they were a sponsor, but that was really cool. And then he has like the plain white shirt with the black jeans when he goes to the hospital. Yeah. I like that he has like a wife beater and then he has like a white like t-shirt on or like a button up shirt on. Uh, Ted dresses like an accountant like and like a dad, like yeah. a normie dad, <laughs> yeah. which he kind of continues to until he has a very interesting story trajectory in like season yeah. three, I think it is, yeah. um, which is really good. And then Justin, he has that plaid shirt and like that tight white shirt underneath it. And then like yeah, jeans when you first see him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's kind of all I have for fashion. It wasn't anything crazy. It gets crazier like... When you get further into the show, yeah, but right now it's just the pilot, so. Um, cool. All right, so music, we already talked about what we can touch on. The music is totally different. It's kind of non-existent in the Showtime version. Well, I mean, this this episode, I mean, had, you know, Let's Hear It For The Boy. Kind uh, of. Like, had, in the background a little bit. It had that sound proud by heather small yeah the original uh, the original broadcast yeah it had that yeah Mm -hmm. when um you know when when brian is like threatening to jump off oh sorry yeah no it's not a spoiler that's in the episode yeah no yeah he like Um, threatening to jump off the building and michael's like get down (laughs) get down Um, off there (laughs) get down um they had uh you think you're a man, but you're only a boy. I know. I missed that. I missed hearing that when I was watching it. Um, yeah. When they were hooking up, I was like, what the fuck song yeah. is this? This is not the song. Um, and Do you I, still have it on DVD? You know what? I think I think I do. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, do you? I know. I uh, give, me, give me two seconds. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah. I was like, do you? I lost I lost a lot of DVDs unfortunately in my move. 
Oh, damn. Um, let me see. I still have mine. I, like, really treasure them. Let me see how much they are on Amazon. If anyone is interested. I mean, I don't know if people will be as excited about the shows. Cool. You don't have any? No. Damn. They're they're gone with my all my Sex in the City DVDs. Well, good news. You can buy the DVD set for season one on Amazon for 20 bucks. Oh my God, that's amazing. It's actually worth it, people. Just to even hear that music. It's fucking worth it. Yeah. It's totally worth it. You know, season two is 69 bucks. I remember that being like over a hundred. It's like a really cool case though. The case is neat. Damn, yeah, DVDs are so cheap now. Oh yeah, because they're, I mean. Nobody has a DVD player. Nobody has them unless you have a PS Five, which, which you do. I have a PS Two still playing mine, so <laughs> there you go. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I have a DVD player because I still have DVDs, but but yeah, the, I mean, and I remember uh, you actually, and I still have the CD someplace. The um, mix I made. You made, you made me a queer folk mix. Yeah, and I think you had made me one too. Yeah, yeah. So like this show, I think really is uh a big reason why we wanted to do it and talk about it was because like this is a part of like our growing up watching tv yeah Yeah, this was like a really important show that i really remember loving and watching so i i'm really hopeful that some people will either discover it because it's great i mean it's just a great show it really is i mean yes i mean like we talked about it does have those like stereotypes um Mm -hmm. if you can look past them and and not be stuck in the current climate that we are in right now. And you're a little bit open-minded. <laughs> you know, a lot open-minded. A lot open-minded. If you want to see, like, hot dudes fucking, then watch the show. <laughs> I mean, literally, Brian just bangs, like, the hottest dudes. I, there's one There's one episode where, like, you... I, like, I mean, not to give anything away, but something happens in his apartment. And then they're like, have you had any, like... Uh, visitors lately and he's like um and in his head you just see all these like guys like cycle in and out and he's just like no 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 one i can remember (laughs) you see like 10 different guys he he, he's somebody like i aspired to be long time ago i love there's one quote in one of the episodes where he's like fuck groups and Lindsay's like i thought you did (laughs) and he's like on occasion but it's by invitation only. <laughs> it was really funny. Like Brian just has like, Brian also has a lot of really funny quotes where like he oh is God. super unapologetic in being gay, but he doesn't like tell anyone unless they ask. Cause his policy is that if I'm not fucking you, then it's none of your business, which is such a great policy to have. And wad all over me when I was on the phone with you. <laughs> all over my new duvet. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. It's like, and, and then, then of course Melanie. Too. <laughs> oh my god! I asked you not to, and they're like, "Who's there with you?" I don't know. What What's your name? <laughs> Justin. Yeah, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, looks like you and um Lindsay had a kid tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh god. Um. Oh, also, I will link. There's a a website called TuneFind.com. And there's a website that, or that website actually lists every single episode and each music that was in the real show, like the original broadcast. So I'll link that too in, on the post. So if you want to see the actual like songs that were in the real show that are not in the Showtime version, then you can see it. So I'll link that there. 
But yeah. Do you have any other uh, notes before we get into the story? I don't. Cool. Alrighty. Well, we start with Michael's voiceover and you just see Babylon, this like amazing club. It's super glammy, disco, lights. I mean, it's the production value is pretty intense for the show, I have to say. And then that's when you get Mike kind of like, or Michael like talking about the club atmosphere. He kind of gives like a, like an internal monologue to like what he's thinking and like what being a gay man is like going to the clubs every night. Like you're hooking up with different guys, but then you're also feeling insecure at the same time. But you can like speak to this. Was this like right on where you're just like, yeah, this is totally it. (laughs) It seems like it, you know, and he has like his friends and you kind of meet the characters. Like this is the time where you're like, this is Emmett. You know, then you see Emma and then he's like, you know, he's, you know, so comfortable with himself. He is, you know, super flamboyant, doesn't care who knows it. And then he's like, this is Ted. And Ted is like, alcoholic. I'm kidding. What? I said recovering alcoholic. I'm kidding. Who, Ted? Yeah. No, no he's not. No, I was kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was like, is he? He is like very depressive. He's always kind of like, you know, he's nerdy. He's not like, he's really insecure. Like, you know, I'm not the guy that like people want, like, but it also it reinforces the stereotype of like the typical, like LA gay, you know what I mean? Like yeah. really muscly shirt off, looks like a model. Like everyone around looks like a model, which is obviously not real life, but this is mm-hmm. a TV show. And then you see Michael and he's like, this is me. I love her. He's like, that's me. Um, and it's like this muscly guy. And he's like, no, just Definitely. kidding. <laughs> That's me. And he's like, Michael Novotny, you know, like five foot 10, um, you know, 130 pounds or whatever he says. And he's like nine and a half inches. And he's I like, uh, well, I wish. <laughs> and then it's like, and then he like goes on. And then he's like, you know, we're all just trying to make it through the day. Just, you know, like, find someone to talk to you unless of course you're brian kinney and then they like zoom over to brian on the dance floor and brian like can't dance to save his life but for some reason it's supposed to look like he can but he looks like he's making like a weird robot motion and then he's like yeah it looks really wild and then he and then his voiceover is like yeah well unless you're brian because then what the fuck you should be lucky that i'm even here talking to you because he just (laughs) is like you know super hot guy and I love their intros. It's, it's really cool how you get that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that, like, Brian's, like, getting a blowjob in the bathroom. And Michael's just waiting for him outside to drive him home. And his friends are like, man, that sucks. You're really just going to be out here, like, waiting to drive him home? Like, what the fuck? You know, like, we do this every night. It's like a cycle. You just, you don't get to do anything for yourself. You know, you're just doing all this stuff like that. So then we see this boy on the street. And Darud Sandstorm is playing. And if you know what that song is, you know exactly. It's like very Jersey Shore. Um, mm-hmm. You know exactly what it is. But in this fucking version, it wasn't there. And the Sandstorm song is so perfect when you first see Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hear uh, Michael being like, and that's when it happened. When that's he what? came along. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just see him like looking super lost. He's like this blonde, like super young kid. And Brian... I love how he just like comes out of the corner of the street in smoke, like steam. He's, he's, like, he's like he's like fucking Batman or something. He does like slow motion steam rising up, and he, then he just kind of like stands on the corner, like full lights on him, like full street light, like he's in the spotlight. It's oh kind of God. funny. The 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 first guy he runs into that's by the lamppost. Oh yeah, 
where he where he's like where have you what are you into and blah 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 and he and he like mentions like pretentious guys and then he himself is like snooty as fuck to justin yeah he is like go run home back to your mommy i'm like dude what the fuck (laughs) yeah he's like i love her he's like i don't know he's like well you want leather go here you want like stuck up assholes and they're better than everyone else try pistols like there are that many gay subculture bars in 1999 where there's like enough for there to be like a twink bar and a bear bar like this is the 90s this isn't like now where i feel like you would have bear bars in 1998 no 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 now oh no i know now but i mean i wouldn't think that there'd be that much that many people that would be able to go to like so many different types of bars within the gay community you know there would be like woody's which we'll meet we would see later which is like the kind of like tavern type of bar you know like just beers and drinks and like drag shows maybe but not dancing it's like a chill bar it's like an after Mm -hmm. after work bar but then he was like well go to pistol you want to go to like you know meatheads and then you want to go to a leather bar and i guess there always actually have been like leather bars that's like specific you know Mm -hmm. that's true that's true i guess but (laughs) it's funny because like what are you into and he's like I don't know and then he puts his hand on him like why don't you come home with me and he's like uh no no thanks <laughs> and that's what he's like run on home to your mommy and i was like ew what does that mean that's weird <laughs> that's when he like comes around and then brian's like hey like it's kind of creepy i guess when you think about it in this scenario because he looks really fucking young like he looks like he was like 16 or like 15 yeah um i don't know how old the actor was but he is he looked he looked really young until the end i mean he still kind of looks like this it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of nuts but and he just comes up to him and he's like busy night <laughs> and he's like yeah he's like what have you been up to he's like just cruising the bars and brian's like oh yeah like what bars and he's like um you know meat hut uh and he's like oh you're you're into leather and he's like sure <laughs> and he's like fuck fuck my life i don't know what i'm doing um and then of course that's when like he you just see him look at each other and then he like is you see him in the front of the car and then he's like michael ted and emmett and they're like thanks a lot asshole and he just leaves him like <laughs> I, like i can't believe yeah like that. i can believe him strands of there um and that's when we see this like weird guy that's been cruising michael all night who has like a really oh, crazy yeah. orange shirt on and is like really beefy and they're like look at that guy he's been cruising you all night he's like oh yeah It's so so funny because when at first fast glance, he almost looks like a young David Boreanaz. Uh, At first glance, at first glance. What's you smoking, dude? I don't think so. Not Angel. Not Angel. Don't do that. No, Angel's like Angel would totally come out of that smoke and shadow. Yeah, but I mean like. He has the same haircut. Kind of. He's beefier, though. Yeah, he's beefier than Angel, yeah. Can you imagine Angel? Just like the very first episode of Angel where he's in that um, club. (laughs) He sees Cordelia. You just see Angel pop up at Babylon, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, trouble. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Trouble's afoot. Someone's in the gay club. Angel's going to come beat him up. But yeah, this guy, like, I mean, (laughs) God. Like, I have never understood, like, I don't I don't remember anyone going to that great length to because like he turns out to have uh, like a fake ass 
Like an in, like a literal foam insert. Foam insert, and then a a, a foam insert bulge. Like, yeah, like they'll find out. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, how are they not going to? It's almost like you have to be rejected in order to get away with it. Yeah, because how? Like, you just see them from far away and think they have this big ass, and then once they actually touch it, they're like, oh. <laughs> What are you doing? Like it's fake. It's kind of funny. No if ends or any hands in the blood. <laughs> My favorite is when the phone rings. He goes parts department. When <laughs> he's holding the button in his hand, parts department. <laughs> oh, well, we get like so when Michael goes back with this guy because it's been forever since he's hooked up with anyone. So he goes back with this guy, and you know Emmett and Ted are like, yeah, yeah, go, like go with him. And then we go back to like um, Brian's loft, which is oh, fucking oh. amazing with the sliding door, the like, you know, lifted bedroom, like the whole thing is just amazing from top to bottom, literally. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he just like immediately is probably like, I think he's like on drugs or like he's going to take drugs or there's some kind yeah, of thing with that. That's okay. Yeah. 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 And Justin's like, Wow, and Justin's super green at this point. You can tell that he's just like, holy shit, what the fuck am I, I like doing? Your I like your kitchen. <laughs> Do you like Special K? I don't know. I like Cheerios better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean the kind you eat with the spoon. <laughs> and then he like lifts that the powder up. My disco pharmacologist cooked this up for me. I'm allergic to a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like lame. Like, Justin, just shut up. Don't say anything. You're ruining it. You're not ruining it. He's never going to walk out because you're like this twink. Like, he's not going to throw you back. You know what I mean? Like, he knows that someone else would, like, snap you up, like, right at, right if he did. So he's he's going to get what he wants. But I think he obviously likes that he's really innocent. Like, he knows that he's really innocent. He has to, just oh, yeah. by the way he's acting. And then we got this, like, and that's when you see his underwear. The way he, like, unbuttons his pants and then he, like, flips the, like, fly down but it's like a fast, like the way that it's cut, it's like a, like a zoom and like a flash. It's like weird. <laughs> and it's like, whoosh, and that's when you see the like two exist. And it's, like takes were, pants it's like they were just rubber away pants. Like, yeah, it's kind of what it looked like. And then that's when he like takes it off and then, and then he like takes his thong off and he's like standing there with his like hands open or arms open, you know, and Justin's just like, like worship me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally and he's just like are you coming or going or are coming. you coming then going or are oh, you coming right. and staying yeah. and then he just and just doesn't say anything he just like slowly like creeps up to him it's really funny that's when that you think you're a man but you're only a, a toy or like that song plays which is really good um so yeah then we get this like i want to know how they filmed that because they have like a 360 like when they're making out, it's like 360. It's kind of slow mo. It's got this like fast cut motion thing going on. It's it's really like fast paced. It goes with the music too. And that was the first scene that they um they ever filmed. Oh my god! Could you imagine? They have to have been in love after all this time, after like five years of doing this show. Like I don't see how they weren't. You know, it's just so funny. It's funny too when we all think like oh, wow, these scenes are so crazy and how can they do them when they're like 20 people in the room? 
and it's like the least sexy thing in the world and actors say it all the time they're like it's really not hot at all like imagine there being lights and a camera like a mic that's a boom mic that's like hovering down and you have to make sure you're like at a certain angle because it's lit this way and it's like it's choreographed (laughs) it's not like natural they they're really good at making it look like that but it's not you know so while they're in the middle of all this they're like in the mid hooking up and i think that's when he's like asking him like so what do you like and he's like this is okay (laughs) (laughs) like this is okay and he's like uh okay and then he just like starts asking him all these questions like do you something like do you know what rimming is he's like yeah i love it and he's like okay go to it (laughs) and he just sits there like he doesn't say anything and he's like well and he's like um i actually don't know what it means and and he's like oh my god he's like oh god i like knew this and then i think he's like i think he's like jerking him off and then that's when his phone rings yeah and then he like is mid like still doing the same thing on the phone and he's like what what are you talking about well of course i was out what do you mean and then he's like still jerking him off. It's like the same thing's happening at the same time. He's like, what? And his toe, like Justin's toes are like crinkling. <laughs> yeah, up. like curling up. And he's like, don't come, don't come. And then he's like, uh-huh. And he's like, what? And then he like, <laughs> and then he's like, oh my God. As he's on the phone, you don't know what's happening on the phone yet. <laughs> and he's like, all over my new duvet. I told you not to. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Blah, blah, blah. What's your name again? Justin oh yeah yeah justin and he's like i have to go so he's like running out and that's when he calls michael and michael's with the guy at his apartment and then you get that like parts department and he's like fuck your fuck your thing like come now like it's happened and he's like oh my god and then he's like wait you have a guy oh wait you have a guy over there no forget it and he's like fuck this shit out of him he's like no 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 pick pick me up i'm ready <laughs> he's like you gotta michael. go awkward in the beginning so awkward and then michael's like uh i'm sorry you gotta go he's like what after all that <laughs> it's like yeah um no i'll i'll uh we'll reschedule uh no if fans or <laughs> like hands in the butt oh it's really funny so this is at this point too when brian's like trying to get ready and he's like where am i gonna drop you off justin like where do you have to go and he's like i can't go home my mom thinks i'm staying at a friend's and he's like how old are you and he's like, uh, I'm 19. No, what? What? Uh, he starts with 21, right? Does he start with 21? He starts with 21, 20, 19, 18. What is this, a missile launch? <laughs> yeah, what is this, a missile launch? 17. 17. Oh, <laughs> I was like, and he's like, oh, God. And he's like, what are you doing out here? And he's like, I just want to get laid like everybody else. <laughs> and that's when he like and brian tells him this story and he's like that's my first time or something and he's like yeah i figured and then brian tells him about his first time which apparently was with his gym teacher when he was 14 in the showers which is nuts <laughs> yeah. and like pretty illegal oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah so he tells him about this story but at this point we don't i mean it, it still was illegal then but mm-hmm. at this point it's just not doesn't enter in the story that it's like so wild and crazy like that's oh just God. side note really quickly did i tell you what that, um an 18 well an quote-unquote 18 year old hit me up on grinder a couple oh. weeks ago Uh-oh. turned out he was fucking 15 <gasps> and what? i was like, yep and um i was like i'm sorry i do not have time in my busy schedule to go to jail thank you what the fuck how did you find out like he said he was 18 yeah he told me 
he just he was open and honest about it, which I appreciate open and honest people. However, comma. Yeah. Fifteen. I'm sorry. I am forty one years old, ma'am. No. Yeah, what the fuck? Like and also That's the thing is you can lie, right? Like you can just say you're eighteen. They don't make you put an ID on there. No, these things are not uh regulated. Oh god. Anyway, but yeah, that just reminded me. I was like, um, yeah, 15 year old hit me up. No, yeah, and they're hitting you up. And you don't even know either if it's one of those like uh traps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where they're like, oh no, I'm 18. And they like wait to see if or they tell you they're 15, and then they wait to see if the guy's like, I don't care, or like come Uh over anyway, you know, and they're like, Well, you knew I was this age. Yeah, good lord. Nope. I know it's like I know people want to meet older people, but you're gonna have to wait till you're 18 just gonna I have mean, to wait i waited shit yeah right like you're just gonna have to wait dude <clears throat> or wait. like find people in your high school or your own age mm-hmm. i mean there is an appeal though obviously you know i mean well for someone younger to, to be with younger, someone uh, well both b- both ways you know depending on what your age is you know you either go for older or you go for younger oh kids. yeah yeah i mean you can see why it it goes that it goes that way but hmm. it's like no it's like too young dude like I, mean, I will go i will go if i can't legally like have you in a bar with me you're too young yeah right what are you gonna even talk about and then I'm sorry, like sixty, maybe sixty-five is like too old for me. Yeah, that makes sense. That's not crazy. I know. Like, what is the oldest like you'd go for? Uh, mid fifties. Mid fifties, yeah. At the, I mean, that's still kind of a like a stretch. I mean, and I know, like a ten year older might be the cap. The ten, yeah. Like fifty, yeah, yeah. Because then, um, even outside of like having anything in common with them like i could have something in common with someone 10 years older that's not like so crazy but still like when when people get to be older like you know you have health issues you know what i mean like you just have like different things in life that you want to do oh yeah totally that are just different you know and like i don't know i mean honestly it depends i don't know i mean you know anna nicole was with that 85 year old man and i think she loved him (laughs) i think she loved him he gave her that money I think yeah. they tried to take it away from her. Yeah. They should have given it to her. I love Anna. Oh. She was so um, cool. I mean, I know that they're in the gay community. It's kind of like a fetish that younger boys go after older guys, you know, a, a quote unquote, uh, uh, called daddies or zaddies, whatever. Um, but that's like a whole like different story. I've you know? read that it's like, I've read some things that it's almost like a rite of passage. Mm. almost is because at least not now because it's a little bit different the way that people are more fluid and more educated but mm-hmm. if you're in like the late 90s like let's say you're justin right so let's like put ourselves in justin's position he's completely closeted everywhere he goes yeah. to a religious school there is mm-hmm. no one gay that he's even interacted with let alone his age right it's like an impossibility if he wants to have any type of experience he's gonna have to interact with people that are older than him mm-hmm um if he's that curious now he told him kind of sort of mid after the fact and that's when the lines of like it was consensual it wasn't like quote unquote assault you know but can he consent at being 17 that's the that is the issue but um yeah i mean 
of course, people don't ask for IDs. You know what I mean? Like, you meet someone on the street. He's not like, hold on, what's your ID? You know, like, so that's how sometimes it happens to people and they end up on the registry when they're like, I was dating them and it was consensual, but they happen to be sometimes the guy's 18, the girl's 17. You know, it's like a matter of months. And if someone's parents want to want to charge, like press charges, I think at one point there might be something similar to that in even in Coors Folk with Brian and Justin. I don't mm. remember the stipulations, but I think because he is technically it's illegal I think people are like, we're going to press charges. Like, you can't be with our son, you know? But it doesn't end up happening, mm-hmm. kind of, sort of. Um, so then that's when we we just see, like, the, what, what this phone call was all about. And you see, like, Michael, Brian, and Justin, like, in the hallway of the hospital running. And then you see this these two women, and there's a baby. And he's like, oh, fuck. I have a baby. And they're like, do you want to meet your son? So Brian has a son. Gus. Gus, which he's had with his really, really good close friend, Lindsay, who's a lesbian and has a partner named Melanie. So she was pregnant with their child. So he, you know, used his sperm to make this child. So this is his technical biological child, even though she's raising them with her with her partner. It's really funny. That's when we first finally see that. And then Justin comes in and they're like, who the hell is he? (laughs) And he's like, uh, uh, and Michael remembers his name. Michael's like, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) and he's like oh yeah yeah yeah, justin which is really funny so then um that's when we see like brian and michael on the roof and they're kind of like talking about life we get that song proud that's in the actual um airing of the show not the showtime one and brian's just like oh shit like we're grown-ups i have a kid like we could just jump right now and that's when they're like on the edge of the roof like we'd be totally fine. You know, we'd live together forever. We'd have no more responsibilities. And you just kind of, at that point, you kind of see the closeness between Michael and Brian, like their best friends, like soulmate best friends. And you don't know the extent of their relationship, but you know, they've known each other for a really long time. So they're like, they've been in school together. Like they're like 20 years at least um, being friends and and everything. So you get to find out about their history, which is really cool. Um, And then, (laughs) Michael and Brian are in the hallway and uh, Brian like pops E while he's in the hallway. This random like nurse walks by and he's like, you didn't. He's like, I fucked him. (laughs) It's like everyone in town. Brian somehow has been with, which is just kind of funny. He's like, no, you haven't. He's like, how was he? And he's like, fabulous. (laughs) And then he like takes the E and then he's like, do you want something? He's like, no, no, no. Um, personal like checklist i guess yeah it's like kind of nuts so then like um he brian talks to Lindsay, and that's when he's talking to her about like you know i can't believe we have a kid i can't believe like you know we're grown up now and like they've known each other i think since college (laughs) yeah i think we can is it too late to return him we can try (laughs) well that's really funny and then that's when you so brian's now like rolling in the back of his uh jeep and and michael's like gonna take him home and that's when justin's with him and michael's like okay i'm dropping you off and he's like no i want to go with him and B C D E. yeah he's like what drug did you take oh god and he's like oh god i knew it this is fucking crazy and he's just like Yep, and he's like, that's when he's like screaming at Justin, like, I'm gonna fuck you all night. And he's just like, and Michael's in the back, like, I love when he like, I think like Brian like uh like takes Justin's like zipper down and he's like trying to give him a blowjob, and then Michael yeah. looks in the backseat and like swerves the car. 
And he's like, sorry, I thought I saw a doggy. The dog. Yeah. It's like the middle of the night. There's like no one on the street. He's like, fuck the doggy. And then that's when that's when Brian's like, okay, pop quiz, question A. Do you want to come home with me? A, yes. B, yes. Or C, yes. Tick, 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 time's up, pencils down. It's like, what are you gonna choose? And he's like, oh no, 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 he's going home. He's like, I'm going with him. So then um, back at Brian's place, we actually get like the full on like fucking scene. Yeah. yeah. And because it was like interrupted before. I also found this was a really interesting quote that he says, this is what Brian says, Justin. He goes, I want you to remember this. So whoever you're with, I'll always be there. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> the first time I was like, that's kind of weird. Did <laughs> you want to like him to always remember you even when he's with other people, which he probably will. Um, yeah. So like we get this super intense scene. It's really funny. It's almost like an educational uh walkthrough if you like want to know what happens. It, like kind of you're like, oh that's how everything works. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice. Um the next morning Brian's like super fucked still. Like he's on whatever drug he was on and the whole apartment is torn upside down. He still looks at Justin and he's like, Who are you? (laughs) I'm Justin. He must say his name like four times. And he's like, Justin. And then he's like, Can I take a shower? And he's like, Yeah, go there. It's in there. I hope. I hope. And then Brian goes to his machines and he you hear like Melanie being like, Where the fuck are you? Your phone is off. Lindsay's water broke. We got we're going to the hospital. Meet us there. And then he's like, Oh fuck. I have a baby. And then, like, Justin's in the shower, and he's like, ow, ow, ow. And he's like, two babies. I was like, okay, gross. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. So then Michael, Michael's back at his house, and he wakes up to a bunch of, like, fucking hooligan kids wrecking Brian's car. Like, baseball bat, and then, like, painting a, a gay slur and pink, pink graffiti all across the side of his car. Which is pretty great i love that i have to say which i think was like i saw this episode on tv and like they never showed it like they somehow blurred out the word and -hmm. then they like but then in the show i mean obviously you can see it in the in the the dvd or like the showtime version Mm -hmm. and then he shows up to brian's house and he's like fuck and he's (laughs) like what great michael and he's like i told you what a bad neighborhood i live in but you had to like go home and i couldn't you couldn't drive home and he's like oh and he's like, that doesn't matter anyway. It's a company car. And then he's like, we got to take Justin to school. And he's like, do you care? He's like, in this? And he's like, do you care? And Justin's like, fuck no. <laughs> I don't care. It's actually the most amazing scene when they pull up to Justin's like Catholic oh school, God. like swerving and driving down the road, almost hitting kids. And then doing this like total side, like, like almost like a, a 180 turn and then you just see this big slur like written out on the car <laughs> it's like and they're all looking like what the hell and then he's like oh my god he's like so embarrassed and some fucking punk kid is like hey justin you want to suck me off the one that um he and justin like i think they i don't do- think that's chris that chris. is chris is that it was- chris hobbs 
It is Chris, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, well, yeah, he becomes a character later. It's always yeah. the ones who yell at you for that shit who secretly probably want you. He becomes a nemesis. nemesis. A nemesis. Sis, sis. We're nemesis. your arch nemesis. Sis. <laughs> um, and then he, then he goes like, I think he's like, yeah, hey, Justin, you want to suck me off? And then Brian's like, no, but I'll kick your tight little virgin ass so hard you won't sit down for a week. <laughs> and then <laughs> Everyone around him is like laughing at him and the kid runs away. And then Justin just pulls the classic, like, I want to see you. And he's like, you are seeing me. And he's like, but when tonight? And he's like, who knows where I'll be later tonight. And you see, Bri- uh, no, Michael's face in the passenger seat. Like we got to get going. And then he's like, when can I see you? <laughs> and then Brian does the classic. I'll see you in your dreams. And mm. then Michael's face just goes like, his face is like, ouch. Like I've heard him say this before, like you're not gonna see him again, kind of thing. And then he just, you know, Justin's like, uh, and then he drives away. And then this is when you get Daphne. I am so Daphne, and Daphne is me. And she's just like, "Where the hell were you? Your mom called. I had to tell her you were asleep. <laughs> what were you doing all night?" And he was like, "I just saw the face of God." And she's hey, like, "Brian, <laughs> yeah, his name is Brian Kitty." And she's like, "Huh?" And then, you know, that's all we see of her. And then we just see Michael and Brian kind of driving through the streets. And they're like, what are you going to do with this car? And Brian's like, I like it. (laughs) I don't know. I like it. And he's like, you can't keep it like this. He's like, yeah, well, shout it from the rooftops. You know, I don't care. Let the whole world know. And they're just like screaming, running around. So it kind of ends with them driving like through the city and, you know, obviously going about their day. But in the next, the next one is episode two. When it aired, it just kind of like seamlessly went into the next scene. But in this one, it ends there. And then that's kind of like where the story starts. You should really watch the first episode of the British one. I really need to. Yeah, you should watch it because it's good. It's it's very, very similar. Like almost the script is really close. Those are all the same names, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Brian and Justin and Ted and Michael, I think. Yeah, I think so. Actually, wait, is his name? I don't actually know now. I think it is. I feel like there is a... I feel like the, his name is Brian, but I'm not 100% sure. Let's see. Let me check real quick. Um, oh, no, it's Stuart. Stuart is Brian. Uh, Vince is Michael. And Nathan is Justin. So, no. Not the same names. I don't know why I thought they were. But, no. It's really good, though. It's really cool. Um, yeah. I mean... Do you have anything else to add? Oh, I have another funny quote that Emmett says in the club in the beginning. He goes, you go down the Grand Canal, I'll go down on him. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like that one. That I, fucking, I, I, I fucking love Emmett. He's, he's fantastic. And, and like I said earlier, like, I mean, everyone has their own individual story, um, which gets developed throughout the series. And it's there's a lot of great emotional um yeah, there's there's just awesome emotional like sub subplots. And- yeah, and more intense. Like yeah. I definitely cry in the show. Yeah. Like there's some intense storylines that like really are incredible. I'm surprised that they weren't like nominated for Emmys or anything because they were all such great actors. But again, I think people weren't ready, and you know, I mean, not spoiling anything, but you really don't like some of these parents. But at the same time, you really do like, I mean, you, you instantly love Michael's mom. You hate Justin's mom at first, but mm-hmm. then she's 
you. Um, or she grew on me anyway. Yeah, she grew on me. I mean, it, it wasn't her fault. I mean, this was a whole new thing. And, you know, his dad is another part of the story that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. And it kind of it reminds me of, you know, coming out myself and dealing with my parents and their own issues about coming out, me coming out, and you know. Yeah, which is why so many people relate to it. I mean, that's why I think a lot of people related to it when it was on, because it was like people saw themselves in one of the characters, Mm -hmm. you know, and they, it was actually depicted on TV and not like a B plot. Like, I remember when I first saw like a really intense storyline that had a gay character, but never, but it slowly came out was my so-called life. Like Ricky, Ricky was like probably one of the first like young teenagers in high school trying to grapple with his identity his parents completely well i don't think he had parents his like aunt and uncle completely rejected him he's living like the low almost at the lowest point so it's like everything bad seems to happen and he has really good friends around him but you see how he struggles all the time so it's actually really good to see not only because i feel like back in the late 90s a lot of gay characters were like cautionary tales they had like hiv or they were side characters. They were like how in Sex in the City, they're always like the gay best friend who's like attached to the girl who's the main character. Yeah. They never have their own real like meaty story. So this was like, there's no side character. This is, I think they even mentioned that in one of the episodes. There's one episode that's kind of meta where they're watching a show that's like their show. Like they're watching a gay soap opera that's on the TV in their world, if that makes sense. And they're all like, I don't like to watch this. This is like stereotyping, you know, like gay characters. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, what would you rather see? Usually we're like a sick person in a hospital, which is kind of what they did in movies, Philadelphia, um, you know, a lot of like the AIDS crisis or they're like, or the sidekick to love Lauren women, which is basically what was depicted in most Hollywood movies or or comic relief like a funny best friend like jack and will and grace it was like you're always like the funny like clown kind of friend very much like how black characters would be too it would be like the friend of like the main character who was white you know it was never like your own story so it was like similar to that in that this was it's a way to really expand the you know like the universe and be able to do whatever you want have like gay characters be the main focus and and kind of see that their lives were like everybody else's. Like it wasn't that crazy. It was just, they still have problems. They still have work problems. They still have relationship problems, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was cool. I yeah. liked it. I love it. I know some people don't, but I think it's a great drama. Yeah. Amazing yeah. music, great cast, fashion's cool. It's a cool story. I think oh, people yeah. should watch it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm glad that, um, uh, we did this in the main feed. I was going to do it on yeah, Patreon, yeah. but I was like, no, I want people to watch the show. So yeah, if you like it, uh, let us know if you watch the show, were you a fan of it? And, uh, you know, like, and subscribe, send a review, please. Five stars. Tell your friends about it. Tell and your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell, tell your everyone, right? Tell, <laughs> tell everyone and let tell everyone, everyone know that it's a really fucking cool show. Otherwise, well, that's great. I reject it.
<laughs> Love really? it. I'm sorry. I, I need to like actually make my soundboard so that everyone can Thanks hear it. Yeah. So it's live. So it's live because I know people don't, out here don't watch Vanderpump Rules like that. Like at least I don't think a lot of my listeners do. So if you do, then holla. We're here with you, and we're we're gonna get out of the trenches this week. So we're we're almost done. We're almost on the path to victory. But until then, we'll see you on the next one. Bye.